Welcome to the Expansive CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Chapman, founder of Expansive CEO and X Squared Wealth Planning. Buckle in as we explore how to create true prosperity and build a business and a life that expands beyond yourself and makes a dent in the universe. This episode is another from my Connection Squared series. And in this one, I get to talk with Blake Fleischaker, or Blake Fly as he goes by. Uh, and he's the CEO of something, but he doesn't even start there. He starts by saying that he is the husband to the beautiful and kind Emily, father to two absolutely ridiculously adorable little ones, and a nine-time TEDx speaker. Not only does Blake help subject matter experts become powerhouse public speakers, he's also on a 55-year mission to help entrepreneurs bring gratitude into their lives and businesses in a way that will change the world. And that is through his Thank You Live event that he does every December. So no matter when you are listening to this episode, no matter what year it is, if it's any time before, oh gosh, about 2070 or so, Blake is doing Thank You Live every December uh, for 55 years. So listen to this episode. There is a special golden nugget at the end. And if you catch it and if you do it, I would love to hear about it. So there's your little teaser to listen all the way to the end with this uh, beautiful conversation between me and Blake. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Connection Squared, where I, Hannah Chapman, uh, bring together, you know, another entrepreneur with me who also supports entrepreneurs in a different way in learning how to really create the life that they love and live in their values. And I'm so excited to be here today um, with this very special person. This is Mr. Blake Fly. He is a husband, father, entrepreneur, and eight-time TEDx speaker, eight, eight-time TEDx speaker. And I would love for you, Blake, to introduce yourself and tell us what you do. And then we're going to get into why you do it. That's the juiciest part. So please tell us what more, more about you. I want to know. I'm super excited about this conversation, Hannah. We've had a few now and they're always stellar. So thank you. And as Hannah said, I always describe myself as I'm a husband, Emily, father to our two kids, Koa and Summer. And I'm an entrepreneur, eight time TEDx speaker. But honestly, something that I'm very passionate about is helping people be more memorable. Mm. And in business and life, the way in which I do that is helping people tap into the power of unexpected appreciation because mm. it's this thing that doesn't seem to be too common yet can be mighty meaningful and powerful. Mm, yes. So that term, unexpected appreciation, I want to hear more about that. What do you mean by unexpected and how is that being presented in the world in your, when you think about unexpected appreciation, what does that look like to you? When I think of unexpected appreciation, I think of expected appreciation. So let me know if this has ever come up for you, Hannah. When you, 
there's a birthday coming up mm-hmm. or an anniversary coming up or you're going to a wedding have you ever had that feeling of like oh i should get a card oh uh, yes <laughs> yeah and so it's it's important it's thoughtful it's meaningful it doesn't mean it lacks meaning but there's like this sort of should element of oh we we got to do that thing or we should do this thing or if someone's like retiring from their jobs like oh we should probably like get a cake uh anyone should we do this can someone get the cake it's got this weird obligation yes to it and it's still important and useful and necessary but i love the unexpected appreciation in terms of well it's just a way to surprise and delight people when they don't see it coming and I believe that that's why technology exists. I think technology exists because we can actually think of someone and then acknowledge them basically in the exact same second. Mm-hmm. If 150 years ago, I wanted to send you a message and say, hey, Hannah, it was great having that conversation with you last week. Well, maybe I would need like a horse and a lantern and a boat and I would have to cross a country and it would take me months, if not years, to get to you if we lived in different parts of the world. Now, if I think of you, I can just message you and it'll reach you at the same speed as if I were to text my wife who's one floor above me right now from where this conversation is taking place. So that is such an interesting point because obligation tends to breed resentment and what you're what you're describing here is this um the way i'm hearing it and kind of taking it in is like playfulness right like being in that place where you can just feel gratitude and then yeah. be like hey i'm grateful for you hey i thought of this thing and i thought of you Right. And just being in um, the giving and then receiving, right, of appreciation rather than having, you know, like, oh, I should, the shoulds that we yeah. put in our way all the time that when you're not, when you're not in that space of gratitude, right. And there, maybe that's another converse, conversation of how do we get into that space of gratitude. But if you're not in that space and you yeah. have to, or should do something um, that can, yeah, you know, like we can feel that if someone is giving you something and that there's no like love behind it or there's expectation around it, right? Like that, that energetic comes through as well. Yeah. And it's, it's playful, as you say, in terms of if something's not expected, people don't really have anything to compare it to. They don't really go off former experiences. It's not like, well, every year for my birthday, I'm supposed to be given a pony. So if I don't get a pony, then there's just going to be like this weird feeling and resentment because I didn't get another pony. But if it's just like a Thursday and you want to send someone a message just to acknowledge them for something or to share the impact that they've had on your life, it really brings people pause. And when we bring people pause these days, that is a gift in itself. And pause really only comes from different situations or scenarios where we go, huh, this is a new one. And that novelty is also really powerful. Yeah. Yes. I, and okay. So what this is, what this is like bringing up for me 
um, is how you bring that. I want to know how you bring that into the world because you do that in a few special ways. Um, and one of them, I, I do actually really want to talk about how you support other entrepreneurs in their speaking, because yeah. I think that is really special about you, the way that you, the way that you help people craft, um, you know, those, those experiences, cause they're going to go out, right. They're going right. to go out into the world and yeah. put themselves out there. And yeah. that's a big piece of what you do. Can you tell us how you bring these ideas together? when you're supporting people for sure i mean people hire me to basically coach them on how to build presentations or how to build speaking businesses because that has been my main business for over a decade and it's funny because i say to them I'm like i'll i'll tell you the story of how i began my speaking business because it's really unconventional it's unexpected and i now looking back realize oh shoot it's all kind of in the same <laughs> essence of what we're talking about here and this yeah. is what I teach people as a way to build a business from scratch or to just go beyond what they're used to in speaking. And so when I wanted to become a paid speaker back in the day, this was 11, 12 years ago or so, I didn't really know anything about the business of speaking. But at the time I was working in a university residence as a residence manager. And I would go to this annual conference and I currently live in Toronto, Canada. So I went to this province that brought, you know, maybe 30 colleges and universities to the annual event. Other people who worked in residences. I'd only see these people once a year. We'd mix, we'd mingle, we'd hang out, we'd go to sessions. That was it. See you next year. So when I decided to start my speaking business and end my, my grown-up job with a salary and benefits and all that stuff back at the university, I thought, okay, um... I don't like sales, but I guess I need to sell some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, as a way to procrastinate that task, just out of pure avoidance, I wanted to first conclude my time in my job. And so I emailed everybody who I met each year at the conference. So let's say you were one of those people, Hannah, at a different college or university. The email was something like this. Hey, Hannah. This is Blake. You and I get to connect each year at the annual conference. I know the next conference is coming up in a few weeks. I won't be there because I'm wrapping up my time here at the university. I'm no longer in this job. So since we likely won't cross paths again, maybe ever at that conference, just want to say a few things. Thank you for, and then I'd literally write like three to four bullet points of, of ways you impacted me. Yeah. Maybe it was me saying, I always loved the way you asked key questions when there was a presenter on stage, or I loved how you would go out of your way to be the organizer for which restaurant we would go to between sessions. Cause that's always an annoying thing when you're at a conference and it's like, where do we go to get some food? Someone so whatever, <laughs> Yeah. So it was specific, sincere, relevant points that I could just sort of wrap up the relationship while I was in that career context. That was it. But everyone replied to me with a similar response saying, thanks. This was a fun message to receive. And what are you doing now? Okay, I'll tell you. So I was just handed probably 16, 17 emails saying, what are you doing now? Mm -hmm. And then I told them 
I'm actually beginning a business where I'm traveling around to colleges and universities and I'm speaking to students about how to successfully begin their time in university. And probably five of those people were like, uh, well, come to our school. <laughs> and I think between maybe four or five talks, I made like $6,000 back then. And that back then was like winning the lottery because I didn't really know how to do the paid speaking business. But to this day, Hannah, whenever I work with other people in the speaking space, I just say, forget about the traditional methods of applying for speeches and trying to like flex Lamborghinis on websites and be like, oh, I just travel around and all that. Instead, acknowledge people who are in a position to create opportunities with you where you can present at conferences or events or seminars, whatever, and not to just suck up or to like manipulate, but to simply get on their radar. Like mm -hmm. if I didn't know you at all, Hannah, but I wanted to come to know you in some way, maybe I would just like go on Facebook or Instagram or see a video you shared recently, watch it, genuinely be impacted by it, and then send you an audio or a video telling you, hey, Hannah, my name is Blake. You literally have no idea who I am yet. Um, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Emily. We have two kids, Koa and Summer. They're under two. We changed a lot of diapers right now. I realize this is random information, but sometimes online, it's like, who are these people? So I just thought I'd put a face to the name. I watched your video literally an hour back where you were talking about the the feelings related to wealth building. And I actually sent a text to my university roommate because we have conversations about things like wealth building and legacy and all that. And so now we're reconnected on that topic and that's just because I watched a 30 second clip you shared on Facebook. And instead of thinking this, I thought I would send you this. This might've been weird. Have a great day. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I want to share something with you because that is so powerful and it freaking works. And I, I don't mean it works in like, oh, it's like, like you said, like a manipulation tactic. It works yeah. when you are genuinely impacted by something that someone else has said. Yeah. And when, when we are, you know, in that state, of like, how do I connect with people? How do I, you know, how do I talk about my business? I don't, you know, I feel like I don't have any pipeline. You know, all of those thoughts start to kind of circle around. Right. And we tend to forget the power of truly connecting first hmm. and just being, right? Letting yourself be impacted by, you know, something someone else said and yeah. then saying, oh my gosh, like this this piece, I've even done it on LinkedIn where it's like, someone's about something pulls me in about a post yeah. and then I go look at their about section. And I am like in awe of what this person is doing truly. Right. And I tell them that. Yeah. And if you're open, like to just have a zoom chat sometime, I'd love to get to know you better. Yeah. And those people respond back and they say, I never respond to anyone, but that was so genuine. And yes, absolutely. I want to get to know you. Connection, real yeah. human connection. <laughs> and there's something so profound about hearing your name 
from someone else's voice in the online space if if i've not met you yet and you send me a video or a voice note and you're like hi blake i'm hannah i'm like whoa you just you just shattered most of the nonsense that just goes on in the life and times of us scrolling through online and so with your question about when i'm supporting speakers and everything i love to get people thinking around how can you just warp through the door of humanity while everyone else is lined up with their proposals for speaking and their flashy websites and their pictures of them holding a microphone saying empower educate inspire as their tagline <laughs> which is the same tagline as every other speaker it's like how can you just go right through so that's one area in which i support speakers is how do you actually create opportunities but then the other area that I support them is how do you not suck when you actually <laughs> present? Because not that it's about <laughs> avoiding bad pres presentations, rather it's a presentation is a form of unexpected appreciation. Mm. Because if you're at an event and someone gets on stage and is about to give you a speech, in the back of our minds, we're all kind of secretly hoping this doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and then when someone is awesome and really moves you and creates an experience for you, that is a big deal and it's meaningful. And so it's maybe a little bit out there, but that is what people hire me to do. It's not only Hey, I want to be a speaker. It's okay, cool. How can we create opportunities through appreciation and gratitude and showing up in ways that no one else ever thinks of? And secondly, how can you speak on that stage so that it is a transfer of appreciation, whether you're talking about law, whether you're talking about finance, whether you're talking about sales, whether you're talking about leadership. I don't really mind the topic. I just want the transference to make someone go, oh, well, this was unexpected and amazing mm. oh yes okay so i'm going to share an experience that i had um recently so in september um i got to be on stage nice. in person for the first time in you know covid all of that wow. right like, it's been a while since Throwback. i got back yes yep. i actually got to be like live on stage versus yeah. virtual summit webinar anything like that right and in working through my presentation and, you know, giving it like everything that I was sharing was very deeply felt from my heart. And one of my favorite pieces of the whole conference, cause I stayed, I was there for the whole conference, all the speakers, um, stayed and, you know, we, there, we were there to interact with, um, interact with, everyone there and also be nourished right by yeah. everyone else and the best part of it for me was stepping down off the stage and having people come up and share what mm. that impact was for them right like i have Amazing. to tell you what this made me think of and yeah. just like the whole time it just like receiving receiving that mm. um that gratitude from the people who were there who were like i have never thought about my money stories in that way like and to me i'm like what mm. like never like you've never thought about it that way like oh right this is new this is new yeah. information for a lot of people and like right for me understanding 
that, you know, how, what I was saying, even on the unexpected side, I was saying something that they weren't expecting and it was like blowing their minds. Mm. Um, receiving that appreciation from them was very like, oh, like uh, igniting almost, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we need, this needs to keep going. The spark needs to keep growing. And for you, it's such a reflection of the things that, you know, what it was the terms like fish and water. It's like, oh, I didn't even like, what's water? I didn't know. Right. So you're, you're there doing what you do. Oh, so well. And others are like, um, I was just sitting in that chair over there having a complete paradigm shift. And I thought <laughs> I'd let you know. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> tell me what, what is that like, um, for you, like being on, I want to hear an experience from you about one of the eight times you were a TEDx speaker, like, tell me about the impact that you had, not just on, because I know as speakers, like we wouldn't do it, right? If it wasn't a reciprocal, like we're giving and we're receiving, right? Like just this beautiful circle. Can you tell me, you know, what was one of your most impactful times on the stage? You asked for a TEDx example. Or, well, anything and whatever your most impactful, okay. yeah, you were able to receive. Well, I, I've done this in a TEDx talk, but I've done this in other talks, so I'll sort of share generally, but it checks both boxes. So early on in my career as a speaker, I was constantly thinking of what, what can be ways that I can create an experience for these people. Plus, since the beginning of my speaking career, if I, if I got a dollar... I would invest 99 cents into some kind of a coach or a conference. Now it's probably a conversation I should have with Hannah later about the math on that. But I've just always believed massively in mentors for myself. And she was really big, my mentor. She was really big on this whole like create experiences. So one of the things I did was instead of saying, hey, why not appreciate people? Well, well that's kind of warm and fuzzy and whatever. I got out my cell phone and talked to these students because in the beginning I only spoke to students in schools before I started talking to companies and businesses. I said, we're going to make a prank phone call right now. And they just lost it. They're like, yeah, look, prank phone calls. <laughs> and there's like a thousand kids in front of me. So they're like, let's do this. And then I opened up my phone and my list of contacts. I can do it right now. And I just brought up the contacts. And I just started to scroll and I was, I was facing the audience. They saw my phone and I was like, okay, everybody, you, you yell stop when you want me to stop scrolling. And so I'd stop scrolling when they'd yell and I'd just look, I'm like, okay, it landed on this person. And then they're like, Oh, I don't know who the person is. And I say, okay, so we're gonna give them a prank call. I'm going to phone them right now. I'll put it on speakerphone. So you can hear this whole thing go down, except we're not going to prank this person. We're going to thank this person. And then they're like, what? <laughs> sort of energy goes down. Like what? I thought, oh, come on. Like I want someone to get arrested. <laughs> so like, hang on, hang on. We're going to thank this person. Now I need to figure out before I actually hit dial, who is this person and why do I appreciate them? 
and then I'd think about it for a second or two. I would dial, I'd put it on speaker, I'd put the phone on the microphone. So the ringing is like filling an auditorium with a thousand plus people in the crowd. At each ring, people are like, you know, covering their mouth like, oh, <laughs> like nervous. second ring, like, oh, what, what's about to happen? And sometimes it would go to voicemail. That was cool. I'd still leave a message. But when they picked up live, oh, people were just like, I mean, this is thousands of students sometimes, and they're telling each other to be quiet. It's like, listen, 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 listen. And I'm on the phone. The person's like, hello. <laughs> and then I need to tell them in that moment one thing I appreciate about them. So I did that early on in my career because I thought it would be fun for the students as a way to demonstrate unexpected appreciation. I've been paid to do over a thousand keynotes since that time and at every single keynote I do that moment but with a different person because it's a random scroll. So I've done over a thousand of these phone calls from the stage in front of groups of you know 10 or 6,000 people and it is wild the impact of it because it's a tidal wave to the recipient of that call. It's just like they might be at home eating a sandwich or they might be like at, at the office and then this happens. Or if it goes to voicemail, they get to keep that message, which is special in its own right. But I love that kind of activity in a speech because I'm literally throwing all the control out the window. Because as a speaker, you know, you, you get it really dialed in. Like you make something amazing for the crowd. But that moment, it's usually like a 10-minute experience. And I just go, all right, <laughs> let's roll the dice as a community. And sometimes it flops. Like, you know, if someone doesn't pick up or it's like not the reception's clippy. Then other times it is just an earth shattering moment because people are crying or they think it's a joke. And then I like throw FaceTime on and they see there's like 3000 people in front of them. It's, <laughs> it's a wild ride. So that has always been my favorite thing in the speech. But what's hilarious is I started it cause I thought it was just going to be kind of fun and cool for the crowd. Yet it has become the through line to my entire business. That's, that's how I, work with people. That's how I teach things. That's how I create opportunities. That's how I get rebooked. That's just something fun. I like to do if I'm killing time, reach out to somebody and just like send them a message. And it's, it's not to try and get the Hallmark award. It's because I find it extremely energizing. So it's super selfish for Blake. I'm just going to call it out. This is a very selfish pursuit because I get very energized when I get to send messages like this to people. <laughs> So now I am like hoping that next time you're on stage, like I, I'm on the stop the scroll, but my name, I'm going to give you like a, put a Z in front of my name. <laughs> right. Triple A Hannah. Right. Well, yeah. You're going to be, be too close. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be in the scroll. Right. And I think that is like giving people an experience, right? Like having this super polished speech, boring, done, like, People are going to take notes and be like, that was important. And yeah. what's next? Rather than the feeling of that, like the excitement, like you've just literally attached an emotion to 
the speech that you just did and whatever else happened is likely going to sink into the psyche more, right? Yeah. Because they attached it to an emotional experience. Right. Uh, and okay. So this is really exciting actually. Um, cause this ties exactly in right to what you have coming up next that I want you to tell people about because how, like, this is a superpower. I want to, I I've told you this before, right. But I want to reiterate it again. <laughs> this is a superpower that you have because when most people, you know, even just what you said earlier on about, you know, I emailed these people and told them three things that I appreciated about them. How many people remember that specific of like, I really appreciated when you picked a restaurant. I really appreciated the question that you asked two years ago. Right. That is a freaking superpower. <laughs> hmm. Make people feel appreciated because you remember them in that way. But yeah. that doesn't mean that people can't learn how to be present with that and how to cultivate something of that nature for themselves. Right. So can you tell us about the Thank You Live experience and how you help people bring that awareness in? Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i very excited about an annual experience that I get to lead each year for entrepreneurs. And it actually came from the fact that years ago, my beautiful wife, Emily, and I, we wanted to have like a Christmas party at our apartment. We lived in this tiny little place in the city. And I was like, do we invite high school friends? Do we invite work friends? Who do we invite? We got these little pockets of people. And then we just said, ah, forget it. Too many decisions. And then I said, wait, there's something I've been wanting to do for a while. I've wanted to host a thank you party. And she's like, what? So a thank you party. We'll, we'll have people come to our apartment and we'll write thank you cards to people in our life and then we'll read them to each other and we'll eat snacks and we'll have <laughs> drinks and then they'll go home. And my wife, Emily, she's awesome. And she kind of knew that's the stuff I was doing in my speeches anyway. She's like, yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. And I charged people a dollar, even though they were our friends. I'm like, you have to bring a dollar. And they showed up, they did it. They're like, why would we bring a dollar? I'm like, here's why. Because at some point I'm going to make this like my main body of work. I'm going to make this into events and experiences and work with companies and we're going to do this, but I'm going to charge a ton of money in the future. And I'm terrified to charge any money right now because mm. this is a very wacky concept. So by you bringing a dollar, it's already uh, a for-profit <laughs> venture. So fast forward to now, thank you live is an annual event designed for entrepreneurs to look back on their year celebrate their progress and deliver appreciation to their people. So we just gather and do the thing that most entrepreneurs just sometimes forget to do. Look backwards and take stock of what's gone well and the peaks as well as the valleys. And then when they think of the people involved, sending those people messages so that we end every year just loading up on relationships and opportunities and conversations going into the next year. And I said, I'm going to do this for 55 years. Why? Because that puts me to about age 90. I think I'll still be around and I want to do this year every year while I'm around. So yes. this will be year seven of 55 <laughs> coming up. It's fully virtual this year. So people can tune in from the comfort of their wherever 
and uh, it is December 4th, mm. 2022, and it's, it's all virtual. People can get info at thankyoulive.com, but it's the letter U, thankyoulive.com, letter U. And uh, if you can't come this year, that's a bummer because we only have like 47 more years to go. So right. act now. You and joking aside, <laughs> it's epic. I'm really biased because I made the event up, but it is spectacular and moving. So I'll be there if you're if you're there. Oh, I'll be there I, anyway. You'll be there. You'll be there for the next, what did we just yeah. say, 46 years? <laughs> yeah. 48, yeah. 48. I'm in math, public mathing. Um, right. Yes, that, that is like, it's, it's from my seat. So like the wealth advisor seat is projecting into the future all the time. Right. And we are yeah. always, you know, okay, what we're doing now, you know, could be this in the future, or, you know, we're making these decisions now to, you know, fund something in the future that is right a huge piece of my work. And so, you know, I work with a lot of visionary entrepreneurs who, you know, like, and I am one myself, right? Future. I'm always in the future, always in the future. Yeah. And that is not where we're living, right? Like <laughs> we live here in the present. Yeah. And I feel like this, you know, thank you live. It's, it's, giving space to reflect on, like you said, the beauty of the year to understand how far we've come. And then to, in the present moment, that was the powerful part for me in the present moment, like call it out, yeah, call out what's been going right, what you're yeah. grateful for, um, and take that energy into the next year. That is, it's just not something that we do very often in general as humans, I think. And you have like figured out how to cultivate, create, again, create a full experience of it. Not just, not just a, you know, a journal prompt that you're going to like yeah. do and then like throw out. Like, no, right. you're like creating it, this packaged like here it is. Here's here is your year. Yeah. Here's your gratitude. You know, and and sharing it with the other people who who need, you know, who aren't in that space yet and you can let your light shine and right. shine it on others so that they can go, "Ooh, what is that?" Yeah, and this will sound morbid, though it's basically manufacturing the experience we all innately do at funerals mm -hmm. but we usually wait until funerals to do it mm -hmm. we take stock of our relationships we actually send the messages we say the things we deliver the the words so i just want to not wait until funerals plus for those that are just on the business side only like this actually can grow your business in a beautiful way it's a very counterintuitive but highly impactful path to clients opportunities experiences yeah yes <laughs> oh my goodness so thank you live 
thankletterulive.com. That's what's coming up next. Where else can people find you, get in touch with you, send you a note of appreciation when they've watched this and been like, oh my gosh, I just thought of these 14,000 things that I need to tell you. What's the best way to get in touch with you, Blake? Instagram's a good spot. My name is Blake Fly, just one word on Instagram. You can send me a message on there. I've got a out-of-date website, so I'll (laughs) send you that in the future. Also, I do this on a lot of things because I find it fun and unexpected. I'm about to give you my cell phone number because sometimes people, I say, just text me. Like, just text me. It goes to my phone. This isn't some funnel. Truthfully, I don't know how to set up the text funnel yet. So here's my cell phone number if you just want to send me a text and say, I heard this conversation between you and Hannah. Here's what I learned. And we'll connect. 647 987 four three five nine that's gonna go to my phone like human to human and (laughs) i love getting those texts because people need to take a bold step to text a human these days because you know we don't really do that anymore unless it's some automated robot right yeah everything feels so spammy uh you are cultivating true relationship true connection like, yeah, which is what we're craving. Everyone's yeah. craving it so much right now, more so than ever, I think, just in the virtualness of our world and, you know, having gone through COVID and, and all of that, you know, like this, this like actual connection between humans is so special. Yeah. And I know for me, this getting to know you, getting to know your wife, Emily, has been so special for me and unexpected and (laughs) all the things. Um, So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This was a blast. I appreciate the time, Hannah, and we'll talk soon. That we will. And if anyone watching again wants to contact Blake, he gave you his cell phone number. It's going to be in the show notes along with a link to thank you live. And seriously, reach out, let us know what you took from this episode. I feel like there are a hundred plus golden nuggets um, in here that I'm going to go back and watch again myself. So let us know what impacted you. I would love to hear from you. Thanks everyone. See you next time. See ya. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to like, and subscribe. And again, if anything resonated with you from this episode, I would love to hear from you. Email me at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at expansiveceo.com and tell me about it. And if you're ready for your greatest expansion, you can find ways to work with me at expansiveceo.com and at xsquaredwealthplanning.com. That's X, the numeral two, wealthplanning.com. So until next time, remember that there is enough, you are enough, and your birthright in this lifetime is to be expansive.